My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Domini Drew, and I am your host for today. If you are new to this show, then by all means, welcome. This is an incredible space where we get to talk and discuss about all of the ways in which we really, without meaning to, subconsciously hold ourselves back from what we want. So uh, again, my name is Dominique Drew. I am your host. Um, I run a business uh, called Dominique Drew Coaching. Uh, which you can find out more about at dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. And uh, what I basically do is I help single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And, you know, the way that I do that, uh, I often say is it's not so much about dating tips and tricks um, or, you know, oh my gosh, you know, playing hard to get or pick up artist things or anything like that. This is really about what's happening on the deeper levels of you. Okay, what is happening uh, deep in your psyche, deep in your um, in your subconscious that is giving out signals to the world that's communicating something that you don't intend to communicate? Okay, uh, I've trained in this work for about fifteen years, and I remember one teacher told me one time, "Looks like sorry about that. Looks like we already have a uh, already have a call in. Sorry, there we go." Uh, so, uh, you are very welcome to call in if you would like, uh, I will not hang up on you like I did with that person. Um, but I, uh, you're welcome to call in if you like with comments, questions. Uh, the number for that is going to be 828-333-4686. Again, that's 828-333-4686. And you can call in with any, uh, questions that you want to share. So, um, so I was uh, I was seeing that I had a I had a teacher who, um, who would you know talk about these these deeper levels because that that's really where things tend to happen right when something happens in our life we uh, we go sort of you know we we make decisions we make um, assumptions conclusions about our experiences that we generalize to the whole world okay right so if we get cheated on by a woman, we go, oh my God, women cheat. Okay. Or maybe we'll be very generous and say most women cheat, <laughs> but, but we're, we're really expanding our life experience to include the entire world, even though it was only one woman who cheated on us. Okay. And that's what we tend to do as children. Okay. And that is what it is that you, you, you put out in the world that you don't realize you're putting out. Right. So the, uh, the teacher that I was talking about, uh, that I had early on, I remember her saying to me, she said, wouldn't you like to know 
that thing that you do unconsciously that pushes people away. You know, maybe you're the party girl, maybe you're extroverted and uh, and vivacious and maybe it gets too much for people because you disconnect and uh, and then it pushes people away and you can't figure out why you push people away, you know? Um, and so what, what we'll tend to do if, in that example, you know, if you're naturally social and you're naturally exuberant and vivacious, um, what we'll tend to do is we will quote, defend ourselves with our strengths. So if you're naturally vivacious and exuberant, then when you start to feel unsafe or unsettled in a crowd of people, you might get overly exuberant and, um, and vivacious. Okay. And that, and then it's like, it's too much. And then people react differently and go away. Right. So, um, so, so wouldn't you like to know, wouldn't you like to know that thing you do that keeps you single? Wouldn't you like to know that thing that you do that keeps you unhappy in your relationship? That damages your relationship with your parents? That damages your relationship with your children? That, you know, keeps you from having the friends that you want? Whatever it is, you know, it's, it's a fixable thing, but only once it becomes conscious. Okay. The, you know, if, if there's something going on in your system and you're not conscious of it, it, by definition, it cannot be fixed. Okay. So you really end up having, um, this, you know, you're, you're kind of automatically in victim mode, basically. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing that you can do about it. There genuinely is nothing you can do about it. Usually you can't even put your finger on the problem. Uh, you don't know what the problem is. You don't know how to fix it. Right. And, and, and it, by definition, it's unconscious because you're a, you're a smart person. You know, if this were something you could figure out with your brain, you would have done so by now. You know, if you could figure out why you were still single, if you could figure out why you, why you push people away, then, you know, you, you would have fixed it because you naturally don't want to do that. So there's, there's, there's self-sabotage here, right? There's one foot on the gas and there's one foot on the brake. And you don't know that you've got your foot on the brake. But here's a, here's, a, here's a bit of truth about life and the way humans work in it. If you are, if there is anything that you want in your life that you don't have, there's something in you that has your foot on the brake. Okay. And we're going to talk about that. So um, today's episode is about betrayal. Okay. Um, I, I, this is a fascinating topic um, because, you know, what tends to happen is it'll happen to someone once and then it'll keep fucking happening, even if it didn't happen before that. And so if there's infidelity, um, you know, and, and someone has experienced this and some, and you, you've had this terrible experience, then the way you deal with it can either let it just be a single experience. You learn from it, you grow, you move on, you let go, or you can hold on to it and wear it like armor. And that's what most people tend to do because it fucking hurts. And we don't really like when things hurt as humans, right? So, so yeah, exactly. Somebody on Facebook Live just said, I, I hate being used. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's an incredibly painful, painful experience um, to have someone, you know, b- betray you or, or walk all over you or however it is that, that sort of f- forms for you. Um, but the way people deal with it is really what the most powerful thing is. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining. 
I'm also uh, I'm live here on Facebook as well um, for those of you who are tuning in over the radio. So you're always welcome to join me on the Facebook Live. You can uh, find me on my uh, Facebook page. It's uh, Domini Drew. That's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y. Last name is Drew, D-R-E-W. And uh, you can find me there. I'm only there's only one but Domini. Definitely never never met another one of those. Um, uh, or you can you know find out specifically about how you can work with me directly, which is the dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Um, and I do really incredible, profound work with people. Uh, and you know I broadcast live on on Facebook, and it's really my intention to help people see. Um, you know, to 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 see where they're self-sabotaging and to teach you not only to 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 show you what it is that you're doing that you don't realize you're doing, but also to teach you how to move past it and to, in this situation, attract that person that you that you really want. And again, this isn't so much about getting laid. It's not quite so much about, you know, getting lots of dates. Although, again, this is just about how you hold yourself back from what you want. So if you want to be in a relationship with 10 women, uh, great. If you're not, and that's something that you want, you can you can have that. You can have whatever you want in life um, when you get out of your own way. It's really quite profound what it is that happens <laughs> once you're able to uh, to really you know let go of the of the pieces that we tend to hold on to. So betrayal, betrayal is most fascinating because of what it leads to in the system afterwards. But let's just start with the actual wounding. And again, if you have experiences with betrayal, um, if you have questions about how to move past um, things that have happened to you in the past, things that you've held on to and that you didn't want to, uh, now's the time to call in and ask. You know, it can't hurt to, to get some answers. Um, so feel free to call into that number. It's uh, 828-333-4686. Okay, betrayal. What does I to say about betrayal? Betrayal sucks. It's terrible. It's incredibly painful in the moment. Um, you know, if if it is something that is particularly painful to you that that you feel like you see everywhere that you, um, you know, that kind of gets embraced just by you know living in the moment, um, you can find yourself coming across whether you trying you know whether you're trying to or not. Um, then this is this is probably an issue for you. This is probably somewhere where you. Um, you have a particular, a particular propensity. Okay. Everyone sort of, some people let people walk all over them, right? I used to do that. Um, some people won't let people close enough to even try, you know, that's a different defense. Um, some people attract, attract betrayal. Okay. I have a lot of clients who I work with who, um, have no idea why, but every single relationship they've been in, they've been mistreated, you know, or they've been betrayed. Um, and, you know, for obvious reasons, it's incredibly painful, okay? So then what happens? So we get cheated on, okay? Um, it's terrible. We have a heartbreak. Um, you know, we go through that pain. We get through it, and, and it finishes, right? Except that it doesn't, okay? Because what happens is, and this is way worse than the actual betrayal itself, is that as a result of that, it hurts so badly that we shut a part of ourselves down, okay, as a response, you know, our system says, well, fuck it. I'm not letting that happen again. Um, and the intention is that's exactly right. It's intended to keep you from getting hurt again. You know, that's, that is the purpose of all of these defenses that we're going to talk about today. Um, and so you're so keen to not let it happen again that you, um, that you can sometimes wear it like a mantle. You know, you can sort of 
make your trauma your world, all right? Um, you focus on it. Okay, well, this definitely happened to me. It happened to me all the time. I don't want to date any women anymore because they all cheat. Da, 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 you know, the, in cheating and betraying and, and, and um, infidelity. It's, it's like a repeating, it's like continuously coming up, you know? Um, and if it's, uh, and if it's continuously coming up, um, then you're bringing it up. Okay. Um, on, on some level now, a lot of this isn't conscious. So if some of this doesn't quite resonate or you're like, no, that doesn't sound right. How on earth could I attract cheaters? We're going to talk about that. You absolutely do. Um, but it's not conscious. So don't worry about like blaming yourself or being like, oh my God, it's my fault to get cheated on. Well, no, but there's definitely a piece that you can take from it. You know, you're attracting a certain type of woman, which means that type of woman is attractive to you. So something in you is drawn to that, whether consciously or not. So the part that you view that's conscious obviously does not want to get cheated on for the most part, right? Because that's a painful experience. Um, but there's more of you in your subconscious that does want that. And that's why you keep finding women who will do that to you, okay? Now, this takes us to sort of the deeper levels, okay? There are, there are aspects of you, deeper, you know, soul-level aspects that, that desire to have certain experiences. We, are, we find ourselves drawn to certain experiences in order to, uh, to have the resulting experience. So, for example, um, and this is deeper than we tend to go on this show, but just so that you know, if you're interested on how things work on a spiritual level, um, your soul, your spirit will come down and it will have, uh, it will attract certain experiences to it in order to, um, to learn to get through them. So you might um, get cheated on a lot so that you could learn to forgive and move on. Okay. You might find yourself often getting betrayed um, so that you can learn to, um, to, uh, to, to tolerate that even, you know, or to grow through it, to, to, to grow beyond it. It's like life gives us these experiences and then we have an opportunity. Okay. We can either learn from them and grow and become more, better, stronger, faster, better humans. Um, or we can remain a victim of it and we can keep having that experience. Okay. But the way to stop the experience is to grow through it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So, um, so once we get betrayed, okay, we, we shut down a little bit. Well, we're not having, we're not doing that again. Okay. So, so then you, you know, you kind of become a little bit obsessed with it or often this happens anyway. Um, in order to keep from getting hurt again, you're focusing on it all the time. You're identifying with it. Okay. You're not just focusing on it, but you're identifying with it. I am someone who gets cheated on. Right. You know, or maybe you attract um, women with drama. I'm someone who who's attracts women with drama. It's like you're you're creating that you're solidifying it in your system without meaning to. Um, but I but by identifying with it, which happens by focusing on it all the time, which happens by the paranoia of trying to not have it happen again. And and essentially, what you're kind of trying to do is is control life, right? By by, um, you know, by by being really paranoid and 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 careful to not get in the same relationship again. You're trying to control whether or not that happens. And I know that I, I just said that you know, on a deep level, you're attracting that, but I, it is on a deep level, okay? That's not a level that you can control consciously. So like the fact of the matter is it might happen again, okay? We're gonna talk about this later as well, but there's a balance that you come to of um, taking responsibility for your, for your situation and also uh, surrendering to life because life is gonna do what it's gonna do, okay? 
So the part of you that's taking responsibility, okay, you know, uh, red flags to watch out for, okay? So if, if, you know, if you're hooking up with a woman and she's married and she's hooking up with you and you're like, oh my God, she's the one, okay, really? She's already cheating with you. What makes you think she's not going to cheat on you? That is some of the worst logic I think I've ever heard. I'm different. It's different this time. Okay. <laughs> do it again. You clearly need to do it again, right? Um, so there's that identifying with it, okay? I'm, I'm, this, is, this is something that happens. It happens all the time because it's happened all the time to me. And, and this, is, this is who I am. I am the type of person to whom this kind of thing happens. And so what happens when you, so that's happened when you focus on it, you begin to identify with it. When you begin to identify with it, you start to let it define who you are. Okay, it becomes your everything because you're so worried about getting hurt again. Okay, so you can see how there's a sort of way of like you're shrinking away from the experience. And by shrinking away, you're, you're kind of in a place of weakness. You're like always back on your heels as opposed to being like, yep, that hurt. I'm going to let myself feel the pain of how awful that was. That's going to be the healing solution here, guys, is actually letting yourself go through it. Okay, feel how awful that felt. We tend not to. We shut it down. And the extent to which we refuse to feel our feelings, we are unable to move past something like this. Okay, the way out is through feelings. It's through the body. That is a true statement. Um, and so if you let it define you, then eventually it, it will. Okay, and you, and you, in a sense, kind of become your trauma. You know, does that make sense to everybody? So you're really becoming... Um, this thing that you that you hate, and and so you're exuding it, and you're looking for it, and you're expecting it, and so you find it, right? You find what you're looking for, and if you're expecting to be betrayed and cheated on, and you're looking for it to happen again your intention in looking for it is to keep it from happening, but all that really matters to the universe is you're looking for it, and so you find it. You find the cheaters. You find the betrayers. And you've done so by creating this, this aura around you, this intention, this energy of, it's going to happen again. Oh, God, it's going to happen again. And so it happens again. Does that make sense? So once you become it, you begin to attract it. Yes? So let's take a deeper look at exactly how it is that happens. How does this happen? How is it that you attract these things? So once you, so again, once you let the trauma define you, right? Rather than healing the wound and growing through it, you're trying to avoid. You're like, ouch, that hurts so badly. You're, you're cringing. You're back here. And, uh, and it's not... Um, you're not empowered. You're disempowered. It's a good way of putting it, actually. So on a physical sort of practical world level, it'll, it may look like um, a number of different things. Paranoia is one. Okay, so this is once you've been cheated on and you've kind of started to identify or you've made it get a really big deal because it, it's happened or it's happened multiple times and it hurt really badly and you're trying to avoid it. So, so, um, so practically, yeah, that's going to come out as, as paranoia. That's very likely, you know? Um, I have clients who, who come to me and they're like, okay, well, she did this. Like, what do you think that means? 
And I'm like, look at you. Look at your body language right now. You know, you're, you're keen. You're ready. You're, you're trying to catch her. Like, ooh, I'm going to catch her. Catch her at what? <laughs> you know? And, and on a practical level, that also pushes people into, you know, I, I see this all the time with people in perfectly happy relationships who, um, you know, who, who are jealous or are paranoid and it, it pushes people away. It's unpleasant. I mean, I watch it happen. I watch people, um, you know, attract to themselves or literally create out of a situation where a person was not, had no interest in cheating and was very interested. Eventually they got jealous, you know, tired of this person being jealous and, and obnoxious all the time. And it literally drove them to cheat or to leave them. You know, you're, you're actually, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking often on a psychological level or an energetic level, but this is very, very practical, this one. You know, how it is that you um, behave in a relationship, it affects the other person. You know, it does create, creates a, a, a reaction, okay? And the reaction here is cheating. You will, you will make someone a cheater even if you don't attract a cheater, you will, you know, because again, remember the subconscious part of you is much stronger than the conscious part. Okay. Unconscious always wins. It does. It's more powerful. It's linked to survival. It's, it's in the, you know, that sort of lizard part of the brain. It's, it's legit. It's not, it will, it will not lose. That's why the, the art, the art of attraction that I've created this really powerful proven process to, you know, to, to, um, to make these issues conscious and solve them starts with making the issues conscious because um, if you don't understand why something's happening um, or, or, you know, what to do about it, obviously you can't fix it. Right. So, so from that perspective of the subconscious, um, it really um, it's, it's, it, it always comes back to survival. You know, it's always like, oh, oh my God, that hurts so badly that a part of you honestly feels that if you don't fix it, you're going to die. Okay, that might sound silly because you're a grown-up, but the source of these issues, including things like betrayal, are not from when you're a grown-up. They're from when you're very, very young. And it's not very hard to threaten the life of a very young person. You know, all you have to do is leave them alone. Abandonment will kill a child. They can't survive, right? So, so, and so this part of your, this part of your psyche, um, the child part, you know, at the time when this happened, was very young. So that's why the subconscious will always win. That's why you can't work around it. So the most direct thing that I have found in 15 years of looking is to go straight to the subconscious. I have my, my, proven process, this process that I have, um, links your subconscious with your conscious so that all of a sudden you can look at the problem. You can be like, oh, there's a problem. It's not just that women cheat on me. I mean, there's nothing to be done with that statement. Can you hear that? Like if that were the case, you would just be a victim and you really would be. There's nothing you can do about how women treat you. There's no way that you can really control that ultimately, right? Because it's another person. All you can do is control yourself. You can act certain ways that, you know, filter people out and shit like that. But if we look at a clear binary thing, it's like all you can control is you. So, um, so with that, you know, subconscious piece, like it's, it's got to become conscious. That is why this is the most direct way to address 
how it is that you're holding yourself back from what you want because it goes straight to the straight to the core of it, right? And we address it right there on our on our group coaching calls. So powerful work. Um, very exciting. So uh, so paranoia. Paranoia is going to be um, a very understandable one. Um, similar to paranoia is the expectation of infidelity or betrayal. Okay. Um, paranoia, I would sort it, there's a, a subtle difference there, right? Paranoia being the, oh God, it's going to happen. Oh God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And expectation is like, yeah, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm so sure it's going to happen that I'm waiting for it. So with the expectation of, of infidelity and, and betrayal, you're, you're, just, you're just sitting around. You, you know it's going to happen at some point, okay? That carries weight. That has an effect in the world. What you think and feel, not just what you do, uh, has an effect in this world, you know? It, it changes it. We tend to think we're very um, separate, from the world around us and couldn't be further from the truth. You have real power in the world. If you don't see it yet, keep looking, okay? We tend to think the world is just kind of as we see it and it's not. And if you learn to see it consciously, your world starts to change pretty quickly, okay? So, uh, so subconscious, so where was I going with that? Um, so the expectation, yeah, so if you're sitting around expecting something, that has an effect in the world. It really does. Hello, welcome to the Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. What's your question? Well, so my question is, is that three out of five of my relationships were cheaters, um, possibly uh, four out of five. But I, I found that closing that up was easy enough. But in regards to dealing with the issue, like I had a lot of problem experiencing betrayal at work and things like that. And, you know, like group dynamics and stuff. Got you. Is this something that you experienced before your relationships? Uh, you had betrayal from your relationships? Also friendships and things like that. Oops, the delay might be still a little bit off. Whoops. Sorry, I think there was something wrong with our connection. Would you mind going ahead and calling back for me? Because this sounds like a great... Uh, this actually looks like it's going to lead into the next, uh, the next subject that I had here. <laughs> hey there can you hear me yeah okay um so here's my question um and you brought up a really interesting point which is betrayal in other areas of life um so what that tells me is that you um that the betrayal is not just in your relationship life obviously it's in your work life as well so it's it sounds kind of like it's following you as opposed to um, you know, just affecting that area of your life. Um, would you say that betrayal is something that you have experienced a lot in the past, even before those relationships? Yes. Um, I mean, 
definitely back into my childhood. And it's been most of my life with friends, uh, roommates, uh, vocations and stuff. Uh, my time in the military was rife with it. Hmm. How do you tend to react? I'm not sure if I can answer that question concisely, but I seem to kind of have two modes. Uh, the first one is a hard shut off. So like, I'm not giving anything to the person at all. Like it's kind of a grim strategist, you know, screw me once, fuck you forever. So you kind of, uh, reject people out of hand to keep from being hurt again. And the second one is, uh, more of a soft collapse and a blade of armor redirect. Say more about the armor redirect. So I would normally carry a number of hobbies, items, or, or things in my house or just stuff that I don't necessarily care about. And so when something like that would happen, I could just toss it aside. I didn't have to worry about it. Um, I could let it go as a way to absorb the impact. You, you had an object in your house that you would let go when someone betrayed you? Usually as a function of the betrayal and my, my response to it was to sort of shed some of the weight and then uh, I, I would feel a little bit calmer, cleaner, or just more together. Hmm. So what's your question on this topic specifically for me? Where's the shift that you'd like to make with this? Sorry for the delay. It's terrible. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so I think my question is going to oscillate around the idea of finding kind of a balance, like a balance point, like you were saying, between the two extremes, like the, the hard, you know, shut off or the, you know, the redirect. And maybe with work and things like that, with being able to you know, just not um, deal with crappy coworkers and stuff, or maybe a way to see that kind of thing coming ahead of time. I, I think a lot of it is, is the shock value of being surprised. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom in that. Um, the 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 shock is often what uh, what kind of causes us to shut down at a, at a young age. So when something happens when we're a kid, again, the the, the trauma pieces. Um, is very much from a young age, and uh, you know when you're young, things are things are more dramatic. So, um, or things, uh, you know, the, the the shock would have a lot. You know, now it's like you're a little bit more familiar with your own ability to survive. And if something were to happen now, you've got grown up coping skills, right? Um, but of course, before you 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 really didn't. Um, so uh, a halfway place. That's um, that's that's a that's an excellence. Uh, your your desire to um, to go there is uh, is smart. So the 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 middle place, the the two extremes. You said a soft collapse or a a rejection out of hand. Right. Um, one of the next things I was going to get to is the to temptation to reject others before they reject you. Um, and that's uh, that's very powerful, okay? Um, if we can see it sort of in terms of hard and soft, there's a hardness to that, right? There's a um, 
fuck you. There's no fucking way you're going to hurt me again. I will protect myself at all costs, even if I need to like cut you down. Right. That's, that's the, There's what definitely the, some of the reject before they reject me. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So the place where that, that says that, I mean, when you say I will reject you before you reject me, what you're doing is like this hard, like I will, I will cut you down. Like you will not hurt me. So it's, there's a, there's a lot of er, hardness there. Right. And then there's the softness. Okay. And the soft extreme. Um, and tell me whether or not this, um, this is how this has, um, this has occurred for you. The soft can just be like, a, oh, well, you know, it did what it could. It's like, it's not it's nothing I can do. I'm just going to try my hardest and not have it happen again. And da, 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 da. But there's sort of like a, almost like a rolling over, which is an extreme of softness. So if you can see rejecting out of hand as an extreme of hardness, okay, very hard. I will kill you rather than let you hurt me. Then there's the distortion of softness, overly soft. Oh, you can do what you want. I mean, it doesn't feel very good, but, you know, I'll, I'll be okay. Um, from your, you know, tonality, I don't know if that's how the softness would have really come for you. Um, but I would like to hear what, 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 what happened when you did a, the kind of what you described as a soft collapse in response to this. Yeah, without going into all the gory details, the soft collapse was more of me basically just weathering the storm. There was mm-hmm. definitely a resignation component in that. And, you know, but I basically, I've, I've had a number of instances dating you know, all the way back to kindergarten, et cetera, that, you know, people would be beating the crap out of me and just get too tired of it and stop. And, you know, yet I was still standing. But I found, you know, in more of the social and relational avenues and, and being able to get what I want out of life because you can't just earn it with your fist, you know, like I didn't have the ability to get those things because I was shut out of those conventions. And so when I found myself kind of looking at down the barrel of another like instance, I, I would have already thought, you know, five steps ahead to shut that shit down before it could hurt me again. You're very self-aware. And I just want to point out uh, just to really highlight something you just said. This has been happening for this guy since kindergarten. Since fucking kindergarten, you've been experiencing betrayal. That's huge. And, and I emphasize that not to rub salt in the wound, I'm sorry, but teachable moment um, because, uh, you know, we think it's, it's the other person, don't we? We think it's the women. We think it's the women cheating on us or the men cheating on us or whoever it is that's cheated on us. And we assume, you know, even if we're very smart and very evolved, we still think, oh, I could have just picked some bad ones. And, and here is such a great example. This has been happening since kindergarten. That, that's the definition of, of, of a pattern following you as a person and not just, um, you know, having picked a, a, a bad relationship, you know, or three. Um, so that's really, that's, um, that's very powerful. So... So, sweetheart, your question was about finding that middle place, right? So let's talk about the middle place. So the middle place between I will reject you out of hand in order to protect myself or Ugh, this is just going to happen. Beat the shit out of me. I'm still going to be here. Okay, that sort of dulled resignation of just tolerating it, right? It feels very powerful for you, that place, by the way, which is interesting. So the balance there 
is going to be a, a couple of different things. So, so the, the way through letting yourself, um, through ex- experiencing betrayal and, um, and keeping the pattern from lasting f- for your entire life, okay? Like letting go of the actual pattern, again, since kindergarten, right? So this isn't just a couple of blips um, or exceptions in your life experience. So there's going to be a practical component, okay, of looking for red flags. Again, if you're madly in love with someone and you know that she's the one, but she's married to someone else and she's hooking up with you, that woman is showing herself to be a cheater. Don't argue with reality. Don't, you know, see something that's that's there that you want to be there that isn't necessarily. Um, I don't know if that's your particular style or not, um, but that does tend tend to happen, right? Well, you, this is this part, this time is going to be different. Um so yeah, so watching for red flags and and it may not be that obvious. Obviously, I'm giving you a, a really hardcore one, but it could be something just like, you know, when you're out, she's checking out other dudes a lot or she's talking about her um, her exes a lot. Don't get paranoid about that, guys. It's, it's okay to talk about exes. Just if you feel like there's something, you know, it's, it's too much or it's, you know, you can feel something when she is or something like that. A little side note there. Um. So, yeah, so, so, so listen, you know, how is she when she's around you? Does she seem focused on you? Does she seem fulfilled by you? Does she seem like she's always looking for the next thing? Um, basic red flags. Is that going to cover all your bases? Probably not. That's why we hit it on multiple levels, right? So, um, so, so watching for red flags, you know, being, being smart on a practical level, okay? Um, and then taking responsibility for the piece of this that's yours, right? The piece of the piece of you that has had this experience of betrayal since kindergarten. That piece is the part of this betrayal experience, this infidelity experience that you're having that is yours, okay? Because something about you is attracting this, right? So that's not the same thing as saying it's your fault, um, but what it, what it does do is give you a piece that you can fix. That's in your control to fix. Okay. Because you hadn't met her when you were in, um, kindergarten, right? So that piece you brought in to those relationships, which then resulted in cheating. Okay. So the question is, you know, what is, what is that piece? You know, what is, what do you think it is that has, led you to have these experiences where you get taken advantage of and you can't do anything about it? Uh, well, if I knew offhand, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> if I had to guess, it probably would have been poor boundary setting as a result of earlier childhood trauma that I got to experience and also enduring childhood trauma that basically put me in a position where I couldn't really say no to different people where I would say no in really strong, way too hard kind of ways. So if I had to guess, I would say, you know, if a girl was nice enough to be the kind of lady I'd like to find myself with, I'd have, you know, shoved her away, you know, before I probably even caught sight of her. But the only ones that would be left are the ones that could navigate my strong barriers. And then once they were in, would be able to take advantage of the fact that I, I had less ability to say no or to set boundaries. That was beautifully, beautifully summarized. And as a follow-up, what has your experience with self-worth been? Specifically, what is it that you have in the past or perhaps still do feel that you deserve 
in a relationship. I'm pretty sure you just used a word in a different language and I didn't even, (laughs) and I didn't catch that last question. Uh, What do you feel you deserve in a relationship? Because that ties in, isn't it, with what you expect and then what you, what you find and then what, you attract, what you're attracted to and then what you get. I believe this closely ties in with uh, the idea of being able to want things. It's not something I'm very comfortable with. And so if you ask me what I deserve, I, I kind of want to say nothing except for that I will do my best to earn better and understand the statement more but I'm still, I still feel like that's a little stronger than I necessarily mean. So <clears throat> the reason I ask that is because um, often when we have patterns of being mistreated by people, we, um, again, that's what we're expecting and that's what we feel we deserve. And so that's what we go for, okay? So to me, I, I don't have that particular issue. I have other issues, but that's, that's not really one of them. And so when I'll have, you know, friends come in and talk and they'll talk about their terrible, terrible relationships, I have a very difficult time tolerating it. Because to me, it's like either fix it or, you know, stop talking about, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fixer. Here I am. This is my role. I help single men attract life partners. This is my, this is my work in, in the world, right? Um, and... Uh, and so I, 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 I want to fix it. Something's, something's not good. You're unhappy. You're repeatedly attracting the wrong people, the wrong relationships, the wrong dynamics, um, or, you know, the right ones on some level, but ones that you don't enjoy. Then there's a, there's a solution for that, right? So, um, so you know, re- repeatedly being mistreated, um, whether it's in the form of betrayal or not, um, does tend to... Um, does tend to follow uh, self-worth issues, you know, um, a lack of believing, you know, as, as, uh, as this guy just said, he said, you know, I don't, I don't understand the word you just said. What do you mean self-worth? What do you mean deserving? That's, that doesn't even make any sense. Um, and so that reaction sort of confirms that for me, right? Um, so I would say that the, that the work for you here um, in that piece, so the, the, so the work in the practical piece is, is, is being smart, Okay. There's a difference between being smart and being paranoid. I don't, you haven't really indicated to me so much that you, you experience a lot of paranoia um, in worried in, in the form of being worried this is going to happen again. But, um, but that, but if other people, you know, have had that reaction and that's how you're, you're uh, responding to this situation, then, okay. So then there's a difference between being, being paranoid that it's going to happen again and being smart. Like, hmm. This woman has shared with me that she has cheated before. I have a history of attracting women who cheat on me and getting cheated on. Um, okay, let's let's be smart here. You know, it doesn't mean you need to dump her right away, but don't be an idiot, right? Keep your eyes open. Um, so that's on the practical level, and then on the you level, you know, for for me, hun, it feels uh, it feels like there's self worth, there's self worth piece here. Okay. Um, and self-worth, and, and, and if it's okay with you, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit deeper. Um, what it feels to me, like here as you're, as you're describing this issue to me, is that um, there's a, a self-worth piece, which is going to lead to a I expect to be treated this way piece, 
which it feels like underneath is like almost like a pride in survival. Like, um, you know, we talked earlier about how you can identify with your, um, with your trauma, right? Um, you can kind of let it define who you are. It feels less like you're doing this now and more like um, the definition may be in the surviving the trauma. I am someone who has survived a lot of trauma. Um, and, you know, in the beginning of the show, we were talking a little bit about soul contracts and coming down to have certain experiences. It's possible that, you know, on, on that very deep sort of spiritual level that, that you've come in and had these terrible experiences in order to survive them, to, to, to prove yourself a survivor, right? To find the part of you that will make it through no matter what. And it feels to me, just in what you told us here, that that part is very strong in you. So, true statement. Is that is that resonating? Yeah, um, particularly with the uh, military background and the number of the other things that have happened. Yeah, and that's that's not a thing to be ashamed of. If you've survived some shit, you've survived some shit that has shaped you as a person. That's not a small thing, right? Um, a lot of people, you know, never never have that kind of experience. It's never that. Um, they never go through anything that extreme. Well, actually, most of the world does go through that extreme. Most thing, people in, in, in our part of the world, in the, in the West or in the first world countries, tend not to experience, you know, a, a huge amount of trauma in the same way. But that is something, you know, you, you have. I would say that you have proven to yourself, although I, th- I think it's deeper. There may have been an element of that. I'm not sure if that feels true to you or not. But that you, you have identified and found that survival part. Um, and that that's... That's 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 a part of who you are. It feels like an important part of who you are, not distorted. Although obviously the way that you kind of got there, there was some distortion in. The 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 part I would just recommend you be careful with now is is wearing that as the mantle. It's like I'm a I'm a survivor. You are. That's that's that is one of many things that are true about you. Um, it does not need to be the number one thing because it can lead to this slippery slope of, you know, now I'm I'm a, I'm attracting these, uh, you know, attracting this. Um, betrayal and and then these dramatic experiences that I then need to survive, right? You don't need that pattern anymore necessarily. Or that's the invitation anyway. And then there's the letting go. So so the 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 way that I was going to come to um of really fully moving through this process is the letting it hurt. I, I don't know if you ever did that or not. Um that really just means, you know, sitting with it and and actually feeling physically in your body the pain of what happened to you. Now, that's going to be a little different than if you used to wear it as a a mantle, sort of experiencing the trauma. There's a carrying it with you. That's not the same thing. What what, What it feels like is it's very present, and I'm emphasizing that it's in your body. You feel it like an emotion in your body. Um, It's not a thought. It's not a um, oh yeah, that was awful. Can you believe that? You know, I'm not feeling that. I'm just saying that. Um, but there's a visceral grief, a visceral um, pain of of really letting yourself feel what happened. And whatever the, the painful part is for you, you know, it might be the the cheating on, or it might be the um, that, that you've been betrayed and that's, you know, over and over again and, and, and how awful that that happened, you know? Um, so letting yourself feel it, um, 
owning your piece in it, which which we which we um, we covered as far as um, as far as repeating the pattern. And then there's um, actually there's one more thing I want to say about the owning your piece. Um, I was starting that that process, the um, identifying yourself as the victim, um, letting that kind of you know wearing that as your mantle. But that can also there can be um, pleasure in that. Um, I, I, I dovetailed in the middle of going deeper on that, but, but there can also be pleasure of like, I'm survivor. What bitch, you know, there can be uh, yeah, I went through that and, and, and I, and I'm, I'm, there's almost pleasure in it, which, which we tend to do when we experience trauma. Sometimes we, we just kind of flip a switch and um, there's that negative pleasure in it. You know, you find what you can enjoy, right? You're trying to, trying to survive trauma. Your system does what it can. Um, so, so there may also be that. Um, I don't know if that's that's deeper than you particularly want to go, um, but it's something to kind of um, kind of be curious about. Does that, does that make sense? So far, a lot in that makes sense. Other than that, uh, I just don't have the skill set to jump in on that uh, myself just yet. The uh, you know a lot of resonance with uh, owning the piece and you know not wearing it as a mantle. Um, you know, and of course allowing myself to experience it and the, the visceral pain. I mean, that didn't even, that wasn't even a thing until I was 31. So. And have you done it since? Or were you able to do that in your later years? Other than that specific instance uh, where it really came up and then, I mean, you know, I ended up uh, writing a big letter to forgive this, the girl that did that to me. And that seemed to clear it up a lot, and I came through it really fast. So I like what you said about the uh, the fastest way through is through the body, because mm-hmm. that's like when that really made sense to me. Yeah. But ever since, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, well, some of that stuff just hasn't really come up. The work stuff's been the worst, and I've tried to, you know, kind of metabolize it. But, yeah, I mean, other than just sort of, you know, rolling my eyes and, you know, just trying to look at like some of the identifying behaviors and personality types. I'm not really sure what to do about that. Well, what you can do about it is look at how you would normally react and try something else. Does that make sense? Do I have you Uh, This Mm -hmm. last job I worked at, you know, I did try to do that, but it just, it was like nothing, you know, nothing changed, nothing mattered. So, yeah. And, you know, and I, I, you know, so I tried to, you know, be polite and greet, you know, the particular person, you know, I tried to help, you know, with some of the work stuff, try to be more collaborative, offer to help with some of our testing and things like that. But it just like every, every chance, well, it was a she in this case, but every chance she got, she'd be firing off emails to my boss telling him what a freaking dirtbag I was, even though I was, you know, the one volunteering for all the shit shifts and, you know, covering all the extra shifts and everything else like that. So... So to me, that sounds a little bit like the way that you normally respond. You said that you would either reject them before they reject you or you would collapse. And this feels like a soft collapse. You're letting them mistreat you. What is it in you that's letting people mistreat you? That might be it then. I, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't hard reject in that case, but as far as uh, what is in me letting them mistreat me was more of that, you know, the way boundaries were set for me as a kid was really hard in one time. And, you know, you didn't want to cross that line a second time. That's just, 
got a lot of got a lot of stories on that. I I love but that you know that. Work. I can't just slap the lady out of her chair. Right. Like what would have been done to me? You know, right. So you know, I I tried a more negotiation, <laughs> a more negotiation approach, but it still was you know fruitless. So you know, I just I, I did what I could. You know, I tried you know talking to my boss. I tried you know being direct with her. I tried talking to our kind of lower mid level manager. And just nothing seemed to help. And then finally I caught myself being passive aggressive and just sort of like talking shit. But, you know, I was trying not to do that as much, but it was, you know, that was the job was closing down and I was running out of options. And then that was, you know, just a few weeks later, I was like, you know what, fuck it. But in my two weeks. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's smart. Um, I like that you tried a bunch of different things because what we tend to do is just default to our regular response. You know, you, 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 you freak out, right? You're triggered. You're either, you know, extreme hardness or extreme softness. Um, and I like that you tried other things, you know, at some point. And look, when we were triggered, it's like you do what you can, right? You're kind of, you're out of your body. You're, you're upset. You're reacting to something that's happened way in the past, but it's in the moment. You still need to function in the moment. Um, I think you made absolutely the right call there. Of okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try. Excuse me, could you notice that this is you know this is not fair or this is da 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 like an adult um, as best you can. Again, when you're out of the trigger, you can do that better. And then you know if it's not it's not working, then okay, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. You know, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, and remove yourself from that situation. Same thing with a relationship. You know, she she cheats. You go, that's not gonna work for me. Can't do that anymore. Um, she goes, okay, fine. And then she does it again. It's like, okay, do you, do you want to stay in this relationship or do you not? Right. So really good. Trying something else. The, the last piece that I was just going to, that I was just going to add to that is, you know, as far as the letting it hurt, owning your own piece and then, um, letting it go. Right. And I feel that more, I don't feel that as, as much with you. Like you really hold on to this and, and wear it as a, as a piece of your identity. Although there could just be more to the story that I haven't really heard yet, but the piece that you are holding on to. Um, of this kind of thing happens to me. You know, that that's kind of how it looks in your head is this kind of thing happens to me. Um, that is what um, to, to, you know, consciously you need to let go of, okay? Because that carrying it with you will, um, uh, will, will, will draw it to you. You're saying this will happen to me, so that will happen to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. I appreciate the answer to my question on that. Good. My pleasure. Thanks so much for calling in. You're very welcome. Although, you know, sorry for the super delay. Not really anybody's fault, but, you know. Yep. No problem. Happens. Lisa answered your call. Usually I, uh, I like to hang up on people. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling in again. Call in anytime. All right. Well, that was a great example of, um, of how this can affect our lives. And I love that it got, you know, taken into so many other areas because, again, betrayal cheating, it's not just a relationship thing, right? And if we think of it as, as infidelity, and often it is. Um, but yeah, betrayal in the in the workplace amongst friends. I mean, I have so many clients whose, who's, you know, girlfriends cheated on them with their best friends, it's like over and over and over again. That's a tough, that's a tough break, you know, it's a tough call. Um, so it's really quite, um, you know, it's really powerful to see where that pattern overlaps in other areas so that you can you know, that that's, that, there's your confirmation that it follows you. Okay. There's your confirmation that this is something that happens to me and not just something that's happening and you're a victim of it. Right. That is, you know, that's a 180 in your life, in your mindset, in your outlook, um, in how you are in the world. 
whether or not you can solve your problem, how you are with betrayal, you know, own, own your piece of it. You know, part of it is, is you, and that's the only part you can control. Don't worry about the other part, <laughs> right? So that's that balance of, you know, control and, and leveling up and stepping up your game and surrender and, you know, a, a, a willingness to ride life even when it hurts. Make that shift and watch your life start to change. Okay, we are all out of time. Thank you so much, Caller, for calling in. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back next week uh, with another great show for you. So once again, my name is Dominique Drew. This is The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. And, you know, I work with people uh, one-on-one. I work with people in groups. I get people unbelievable results. If you are curious about those, please visit dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. And you are uh, very welcome to, uh, to watch this. It just leads you to a short video of me talking about who I am and what I do. And then it gives you a chance to, to get on the phone with me or my uh, really highly trained team. And we can talk about how we can help you. So again, that's dominiedrew.com slash hello. Thanks for joining me. Talk soon, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.